Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. All right. Hey, guys, welcome. I missed it. How many of you guys are new here? Never been here before? Raise your hand. Small handful, guys. Awesome. Come on, welcome. Jesus. That was anointed worship. Just keep my Bible out here. I wish you guys could be up here because it feels really good. Um, I'd imagine it feels good everywhere, but it feels really good up here. Um, hey, if you didn't know, we, um, are, are we, it's, it's raining out. And um, so this is the first time we've actually had our kids in the room with us. And um, yeah, come on, let's celebrate the kids. Just give them a round of... Woo! Lori Thomas is our, is our, our kids' uh, director. Um, and as we grow, her, uh, the, the call in her life is growing as, as we speak. So she's over there just doing great things with the kids. So if you feel like, a, an ex, uh, like a, a bigger presence of God in the room, like you just feel like today just feels more like filled with God's presence, that's why. Because we have kids with us. All right. <laughs> happy kids and not so happy kids. Well, um, <laughs> well, hey, welcome, guys. Um, uh, a few things um, I want to start with. Uh, it's been on my heart a lot. I don't know if you guys noticed that we don't have a church filled with uh, uh, 17-year-olds and 20-year-olds. Um, it's amazing how God has actually brought in multiple generations together. That's the question I keep getting. Well, how's your church doing? And my answer is always, we're having a lot of fun. Like, if you ever ask me, how's the church going? I say, well, we're having a lot of fun. Um, and if that ever changes, we'll probably stop. Um, so that's my litmus test, is God showing up? Or we're having fun. The worship band is having fun. We're having fun. I hope you're having fun. Um, if you're not, um, you will. Um, one way or another. Um, so... That's, but at the same time, um, they, they usually one of the questions they ask me is, well, what kind of people are you attracting? What's the, like the demographics? What's the percentages? And, and when we started this church, we didn't have some strategic meeting to say, how can we reach 40-year-olds? How can we reach 17-year-olds? How do we reach college-age kids? How do we reach you know, our, you know, our parents' ages and, and grandparents? We never had that discussion. Um, we're not building a church for a demographic. We're building a church for sons and daughters. And so, uh, you know, everybody is welcome. We are a seeker-sensitive church. We, we want to we, we reach the lost and we want to reach the saved. Um, we don't have any agenda here except follow God. And I think that's just what he's presented to us in the Bible. So just if you've wondered what our initial agenda is, who we're trying to reach, you're in the right place. But I, I also... I get really, really happy when I see mothers and fathers and, and grandmothers and grandfathers in our community. And I don't know we've ever actually said this, so it's been on my heart for actually a few months now, and I just, I, either A, it's the right time, or I just remembered, I don't know which. But I wanna, I wanna honor um, the, I don't wanna say, I don't, and I gotta put this lightly, because, you know, the Lord says that it is literally, it's, it, wisdom is to, is to be treasured among all things. And I, I've got some wisdom. There's a lot of people in this room that's got more. 
and in lots of other areas that I never thought to get it. And so I, I want to honor the, uh, the generation that isn't the millennials, you know, that, that, that don't get talked about a lot on the radio maybe. I don't know. It's just, maybe it's just my impression of it. So, hey, I just want to take a second. If you're over the ages of, um, I got to be delicate here, right? What's that? My wife says 50. If you're over the age of 50, um, and honestly, like middle age, right? Like right in the middle there, right? You're, you're halfway through your life. You're about to really step into greatness, okay? If you're right there, if you're, if you're about to see crazy increase in your life and you're over the age of 50, I want you to stand up right now. If you will, just come on. We love you. Come on, we just honor you guys. And while you're standing, just keep standing. I'm going to embarrass you. And I don't know if this is okay or not, but I have the mic. A lot of times we hear people say it's, you know, we're excited about the young generation. That this revival is for the youth and blah, blah, blah. This revival can't and won't happen without mothers and fathers. And we honor you guys. And we don't just honor like, wow, thanks for showing up. We honor you guys and want you to know we need you to show up. We need you to be a mother. We need you to be a father. We need you to be a grandparent. We need you to, we need you to be more free than anybody in the room. We need you guys to get more God than the rest of us. Because you guys create a safe place for everybody to get free in. And you probably know that, but I need everybody else to know it. That's why they're here. They're here to go after Jesus, but they're here so that we can too. So don't be confused that a revival is coming out of the youth. These are the youth he was talking about. <laughs> so we, we just honor you guys. We love you. I encourage you that if you just need a strong place in your life, go find someone that's standing up or, and just give them a hug. And, and honestly, a real non-religious way of doing this thing. Hey, can I, can I just hang out with you? Can I get lunch with you after service? Can I, can I just get a coffee? I just, I just need a dad in my life. I just need a mom in my life. And, um, and, and they can say yes or no, they're powerful. But um, I just want to do that so everybody hears it, everybody sees it. And I want you guys to know how much we love you for being here. Um, yeah, amen. Okay, you guys can sit down. Thanks for doing that. Jesus. Bible says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit in all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy and your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. So we're in this. We're in it together. I, I love that. I wouldn't have it any way. I'd be bummed if it was a bunch of college students here. We'd probably have a lot of fun. I just don't know we'd last that long. And I'm in this for the long haul. Okay. Um, you know, I was... We, we just finished having three nights of revival um, and we actually didn't really share too many testimonies about that. Um, uh, again, how many of you guys were at the three nights of revival nights? Thursday night, Friday night, it's just one of the nights. You were there one night, cool. It was, it was awesome, it was phenomenal. People came and, and, um, and it just, honestly, it was funny. On a Thursday night, it was packed. We probably had a couple hundred people there every night. Um, we were, it was just, it was a lot of fun. I wasn't sure, we weren't sure what was gonna happen. It kind of felt like an experiment. And God just breathed on it. 
and there were so many miracles. We had eight-year-olds laying on the ground under the power of God. Just, just, it was so much fun. with these young kids that were just getting encountered by the father. I mean, I, I remember seeing a, a picture of uh, uh, one of the guys in our team actually was laying in between two chairs, just, just bawling on the floor. <laughs> just out of the way, having his encounter with God. And how many of you guys know, you don't always know what God's doing. Like you may not feel anything in the mornings. You may not feel his presence. You may not feel some shaking, but God's doing something. And, and, and how, do you, how do you know what, what happens? You hang out long enough to see the fruit. So we don't, we don't, we don't exalt the manifestations at the same time. Uh, you know, God showing up the room is a manifestation. And so I, I'll just take everything. So we had these three nights of revival and I started thinking to myself, you know, I started asking father, the father, like, hey, Papa, what, what do you want to do in our congregation? What do you want to do with our, in our community, uh, this, this family here? Clearly you're doing some really unique things. Um, and by the way, I don't want to say that it, it was actually the, the revival nights was, was held by multiple churches. I don't want to give the idea that it was just us. We, we, were, we were blessed to be a part of it. Uh, there's Celebration Church, Jesus Worldwide. Uh, we had a group from The Hub that's just got a new building today. They're awesome. So we have a lot of different churches that are coming together. But I really feel like when we started this church, <laughs> I'm just feeling the presence of God. When we started this church, we really honestly felt like, I don't know that churches are being, church is being done that great. And if you just give me grace for saying that, I don't want to put a damper on anything, but I, I just feel like we're not exactly seeing everything that God promised us. And maybe that's an understatement. I'm trying to put that lightly. That what we saw in the Bible, what he talked about in the Bible, just even in Acts 2, I don't know that we're fully seeing the full freedom that he's promised us, that he came and bought and paid for 2,000 years ago. I don't know that we're fully seeing what revival looks like when, when, a, when, a, when a, a, a culture is walking in the freedom of God, that, that everybody is walking in their dreams, that there is no more poverty, that there's no more hunger, there's no more lack, there's no more sickness, right? If you, if you read, when, when the Israelites wandered through the desert for 40 years, it literally said their clothes didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. Come on, my son's shoes are going to heck just because he's dragging them on the floor when he's, when he's on his scooter. Like, their clothes didn't wear out. Like, that's 40 years in the desert. We're talking about an afternoon, you know, walk down the, down the sidewalk. They had no sickness for the whole 40 years. That was before Jesus ever showed up. So I'm, when, when I say that, it's because I'm dreaming and I'm believing for the promises of God. I'm believing for what this, this book says. How many of you guys have ever felt that? Just raise your hand. You felt like God wants to do more. Just raise your hand. If that's, if that's you, I feel like, God, there's more. <laughs> more for my heart, more for my city, more for my government, more for my region. And I'm not gonna dwell on what we don't have because I'm focused on what God's doing. But I, I, wanna, I, I felt the Lord, in order for us to get where he wants us to go, we've gotta shift the way we think. We gotta shift the way we think about, about church, about I don't know, meetings about whatever. And so part of what I feel like we're called to do is to create new structures for us to start walking in. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk a little about today. I, I just felt like I was supposed to, 
um, kind of lean more into what's it look like to start creating revival? What's it look like for our community? I can't speak to everybody else, but I, the beautiful thing about starting a church is you get to start the church. The beautiful thing about starting a church is you get to create what you want to create. Um, and so we get to build whatever we want. And, and what I've seen in the Bible is what we want to build, or at least drift that direction. And I, and I, and I saw some things in Acts 2 as, I'm think, as I was thinking about Sunday and what God wanted to do. And I, and I want to read some things and point some things out. Um, yeah, so I want to start in... Um, well, if you wish to open up to Acts 2, we're going to get there. I thought it was rather interesting. It says in Acts 1, when the, uh, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place in the mansion. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. How many of you guys know there's, there's really big winds scheduled for today? It's in the forecast. That's why we moved the kids in here. <laughs> and there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now it goes on and, and, and talks about, there was, um, about the, the kind of people that they were, they were reaching and the kind of people that were all around them. And everybody looked at this occurrence and was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? They're all speaking in my language. That's it. That's incredible. And then Peter starts talking about what this is and how it's prophesied in Joel. It says, and it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour out forth of my spirit on all mankind. Verse uh, 17. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth my, of my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will grant wonders in the sky above and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's good. So he's, so Peter is talking, he's basically validating everything that was happening, right? Maybe God's validating some of that with the wind today. I don't know. I'll just believe that's part of God's plan. Um, and if you skip down, if you skip down to uh, uh, 37, verse 37. It says this, now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent, each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you and for your children, all who are far off, as many as the Lord of God will call to himself. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. So then those who had received his word were baptized. Everybody say received his word. That's all that's required. I love that. I love the gospel. The gospel isn't about what you've done, putting on the right outfit today, looking perfect. It's just about receiving it. You know, I was thinking about today. We have, it's, I just love that we're one of those churches where everybody here is really beautiful. I just love it. I look around me and all I see is the beauty of God. 
He's got a room full of beautiful people. You know, I think that's a good thing. Just kind of laughing. Um, it says, so the, so the, and then it says, and that day there were added about 3,000 souls. Say 3,000 souls. 3, that's a lot of people. We got a couple hundred here, uh, which is a lot more than we had three weeks ago. Um, and I, I want you to know, if we had 3,000 in here, it would be chaos. It would be crazy. 3,000 people in a moment got saved. On one event, 3,000 people got saved. Listen, in two weeks, we actually added 100 people to our congregation. Two weeks, we added 100 people. I'm not taking the glory of that one because I did nothing to get it, all right? I'm not touching that thing. That's Jesus. That's God calling on people's hearts. That's him calling on you to be here and you touching people. So I'm not taking the glory on that at all. But just think about this, guys. We're getting bigger. And I don't know if you've ever heard this. I've heard this a few times. Wow, I'm a little scared that we're going to lose our intimacy. We're going to lose the connection. If you know me, I am all about connection. I am a relational being. It is one of my greatest gifts. I am relational. You come give me a hug, I'll hug you back. I've got, I've got room in my heart for hugs. So if there's anybody that should be afraid, when their numbers get big, it should be me. And when I had that fear, I did what every believing Christian should do, and I talked to God about it. I said, Jesus, it's getting real. It's getting real. We're running out of parking spaces. We're running out of room. We're running out of intimacy. And he says, Jesse, no, we're not. <laughs> he says, we're not running out of intimacy. We're not. And he, and, and he started talking to our team here. And we started, we, someone, someone threw out the scripture. And it says, it says, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowships, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. Everybody say awe. A sense of awe. That's neat. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who would believe were together. Say together. And had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all. Say all. You, I'm getting this. As anyone might have need. Day by day, continually with one mind in the temple. Maybe that's something like this, a big building or something. In the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Say breaking bread. Now say house to house. Eureka! <laughs> they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. Say, say, we're having favor with all people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day to those who were being saved and they kept getting worried about loss of connection and intimacy. This is just my personality coming out. Um, that's not what it says. This is the call in our lives to see the lost saved, 
to see Costa Mesa, Orange County, whatever, Laguna Niguel, everywhere get, get saved. We're going to have really good problems when that happens in greater number. And so my heart is to start, I, I want to shift our mindsets. And I don't, maybe you don't even have that mindset. Maybe you're really okay with what's happening. But I know where we're going, we're not going to sustain the healthy culture that we have. And if you've noticed, we have a lot of healthy people in this room that are growing still. But we have a lot of really healthy people in our culture that are really happy to love each other and feel really excited about pouring out and, and being loved by Jesus. And, and, and as we grow, if we're not careful, we're going to lose some of that because it's, it's just going to get, we're going to have a lot of unhealthy people coming in, needing healthy people to grab a hold of, needing mothers and fathers. Okay? So if you're 20 or... Uh, if you're, if you're 20, I don't care what age you are, but God has called you a mother or a father. You get to be a mother or father. If you, if you feel like, well, I just feel like I'm kind of a big brother though. Awesome. We're going to have drug addicts coming through the door. We had a, we had a couple of heroin addicts come through the door on a, on I think Friday night and they walked in the back and said, we're addicted to drugs. We need prayer. And this group started praying for them in the back. And I don't even know what happened after that, but that's going to start happening. Maybe more in a place like this. I don't know. But what, what, what needs to happen is we need to have healthy sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters grab them and say, I got what you need. Come here. Let me hold you. And, and I, I, I get worried when I think of us getting really big and not understanding the role we play. Because this isn't about you. It's not about you. Just say it right now. It's really good. Say, it's not about me. Say, the Christian faith is not about me. It's not about you so much that God killed you. You have been crucified with, what does it say? I no longer live. Who lives in you? It's not about you. And I'm not trying to make effect here. It's just not. It's just truth. The gospel is about you dying to you to live for Christ. And I promise you, if you're worried about your personal dreams and vision for your life, it is well taken care of in the person Jesus. You do it really well to de-emphasize. No, I got to be careful there. I promise you he's got your dreams taken care of. I'll say that. I promise you, if you give up your rights to be right every day you wake up and just say yes to the Father and his dreams for your life, you will not be disappointed. You might get nervous, but you won't be disappointed. I promise you, you'll get nervous. Jesus, are you really sure? I'm really sure, Jessica. I can't do that. I know. It's not about you. I'm in you, so we're going to do this. Can we do this together? Okay. It's not about you. So as we grow, and I used to think, well, what if we don't? And I stopped thinking that because every Sunday convinced me. What happens when more people get hungry for God? What happens when they show up and, 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 they, and they, see, they, they see Malia and they're just like, oh my gosh, 
I want to look like her. I want to be free like she is. So they look over and they see Tarla and like, I want to be free like Tarla. She's amazing. What a mom. And they don't ever leave because they see the God on your life and they just know that if you're here, I need to be here. That's why they're going to stay, not because some guy has a mic. And so when they come, I want us to understand what does it mean to maintain this move of God? Because we can't maintain this move of God without doing what they did. And we're not going to look like they looked, right? Our culture is slightly different. If you've noticed our culture lately. But they, I, I really believe there's some keys here. Listen, signs and wonders and miracles don't sustain moves of God. They don't. They're absolutely a part of it, as we just read. Come on, I love the kid noises. If that distracts you, come over here. It's not as loud. Thank you, Jesus. It says, day by day, continue with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. House to house. I felt like so, when we talked about it in our meeting, I felt, God, there's something on that house to house thing. Time is it. We're good. I don't believe we can maintain a move of God without moving house to house, without opening up our most intimate places, without opening up our breakfast table. There's a, I just heard, I was at a, we were at a kid's birthday party, which is a whole new world for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our daughter Reagan, she's five and, and now she has five-year-old friends and, and they, everybody has birthday parties now and we're meeting more people because our neighborhood has kids and two houses down, we, there was a birthday party and, and um, I've actually never had this happen. The, the, the parents who we, we've met a couple of times came over, knocked on our door. They didn't text me first. They didn't call me first. They just knocked on my door. So weird. And... Right? No, it is though. It's, you're like, really? They did that? Why? Didn't they like write a note or like text or? They just came over and they knocked on our door and they said, hi. Um, what's this, Caleb, right? Caleb's having a birthday party on Saturday. It's like two days prior. Um, we'd love for you guys to come at three o'clock. Just come. I'm like, okay. Well, I think we could be there. Later, we found out we had a birthday party right before that, too. So, <laughs> kids' birthday parties, all right. And, <laughs> and, and it, was, it was really rad. So, the point, so we, we went there and there was kids everywhere. I was, like, I was like, this is a lot of people in this house. You're really brave. Like, why would you let all these people in your house? And, 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 and there was just there was a lot of adults that there wasn't one of those drop off birthday parties that Jessica said she grew up with drop off birthday parties where you just drop your kids off and you go somewhere else. Uh, but all the, all the parents were there. And, and I heard this, really, this one woman, it was actually a lot of Christians there. It was great. A lot of people from Rock Harbor and, and, uh, and the garden up in Long Beach. And this one woman said they, they just started opening up. They're on this really like, what do they call this corner? It wasn't a good name. And, and the city actually called it that. Like, it's, it's Long Beach. We just thank you for Long Beach, Jesus. And it was a really rough corner on Long Beach. And they just opened up their house in the morning for breakfast for, for people on the streets. Anybody would walk through it. I'm just thinking to myself, I want to do that. I'm not going to, though. <laughs> just being real. <laughs> <Can I? laughs> this is just me, right? Like, you don't have to be perfect. I'm here. Um, 
And, and, and so I'm just like, wow, you did that? That's amazing. And she just started talking about how people would come in and, 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 and she'd have to like, like walk them over to the table and says, you can eat here. Like anything out is yours. And she had to keep telling people, no, no, this is, no, eat. No, like, because people would come in and they're like, are you serious? Like, I'm supposed to stay over here, right? Or I'm supposed to stay out. And they just had to be welcomed in because our culture in some way lost this idea that you can knock on someone's door. And, um, you know, I'm not saying you have to do this or should do this. I'm just saying that's what happened to us and it impacted me. And, and she started saying that, you know, that, this, that they started this thing called Jesus, what is it? It's like, we love Long Beach or something like that. Or God loves, I forget what it was. It wasn't super religious. It was like, we love Long Beach. And the city started picking up on this and they have like, do you remember the numbers, hun? I don't have a great memory, a lot. So like, <laughs> I could have said a lot. <laughs> but it was like, it was like a hundred houses, wasn't it? Okay, she's saying more like 50. Okay, see, that's what I needed. So it was like 50 houses though. Started opening. It was like this program they do. I think, I think you can actually Google it. We love Long Beach or I think that's what it is. Maybe it's God loves Long Beach. I don't know. But it, it wasn't God. It was just we love Long Beach. Super non-religious. Like, come on. We don't have to believe about God. And they just opened up their houses for breakfast. And I thought that's it. That's it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. This isn't it. That's it. I love Sundays. And, and, and maybe you already got this, but I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm realizing that I've got to shift my value systems in the kingdom. We've never actually seen an extended cultural revival. We've seen pieces of it. You got the Welsh revival. You got the Zusa Street revival. You got John Alexander Dowie in Chicago. That, that was amazing. You've got John G. Lake in Africa and then in Spokane, the healthiest city, the government declared uh, uh, Spokane, uh, over 100,000 verified miracles, the healthiest city. And yet we have yet to see an extended move of God that doesn't end with the end of a person. So what would happen if, if we learned how to do house to house? Don't get nervous on me, okay? Stay with me. Stay with me. I'm, I'm, I'm right here. I'm not over there yet. We're, we're not that far ahead. I'm right here. What do we do now? Breaking of bread from house to house. What if that was it? Because everything else here we're doing. We're giving to the poor. There's incredible giving right now. Listen, the homeless in Costa Mesa, I think, can have like three square meals a day from all the places that have been sowing into that, into that need. There's, there's, there's rescue, there's beds, there's... We have a lot of people doing really great things. We're not lacking in a lot of these areas. But as we get bigger, are we going to learn how to do house to house? Are we going to learn how to, to knock on someone's door, to deprioritize our day and prioritize something else? Because that's it for me. If I'm going to be real and honest, it's, I'm tired sometimes. I don't want to go to somebody else's house. I want to sit home and watch something. Or I want to sit home and just hang out with my wife and our kids. So I'm, 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 what I'm doing here is I'm seeding you guys, right? I'm just dropping these little seeds because you guys are the powerful ones. So I'm seeding this. I'm, I'm hopefully I'm getting some ideas going. Maybe you're even getting a little offended. That's okay. I get a little offended. 
because my, 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 my nice way of operating is being challenged. It's funny, there was, that, there was a great group, actually, Cameron and, and Aaron are here. <laughs> Cameron and Aaron are here. I, I think I Charlie. We have a lot of people from this, this amazing group called um, Jesus, no, Gospel House. <laughs> they just look like Jesus. And they, they literally launched out of this model of home groups, right? They said, well, I like that model. What if we did that? And, and I know, and my friends, Jimmy Chio started one in their garage, and then Michael and, and, and Deanna Scolo started one in their house, and just pulled these other great leaders in, and they all started this thing called Gospel House. It's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. They, they, they combine the gospel with a house. They, they just, I'm like, Awesome. And then we started this, and I'm all like, oh, I want to do Gospel House. <laughs> because I'm this relational being, right? And I just want to do house stuff. We had a home group in our house that just, just like, was like a factory for powerful, healthy people. I'm just being real. Like, you know, if, if you were in that house for longer than a year, for about a year, you, you didn't recognize yourself. Gospel House. I'm so glad I can honor these guys here because... It wasn't easy sometimes. They would, I, I can't, if you've never heard of this group, they literally would fill their houses with like 150 people. <laughs> if you're wondering how they did it, they realized maybe we can't all the time. <laughs> the, the police started coming. Really cool story I heard. They went out to meet the police officer and and, um, and, and the guy's like, listen, you guys can't do this. There's a lot of people calling. And, and, and someone said, well, hey, I'm really sorry. Does your leg have hurt? Do you have any pain in your leg right now? <laughs> right? Like I heard that. And, he, <laughs> and they pray for him right there because the gospel is about healing around houses. <laughs> and, and, and the police officer got healed because the power was on. And the policeman goes, I think you guys are okay here. I'll, it's all right. Just, just be careful. I don't know what he said. Actually, I don't know what he said after that. But <laughs> here's the reality, guys. Nobody else was doing this. So they had 150 people show up. <laughs> if they had 50 other houses doing this, they wouldn't have 150 people. Until they did. And then 50 more would have to start it. I'm not, I'm not preaching a methodology. I'm not preaching some, you know, like you have to start a gospel house, whatever. If you do, that's a great idea. It's tested. It's true. It works. So I'm just showing you what God's doing right now. I'm showing you what he's breathing on. What he, I'm, I'm showing you, if you haven't seen it yet, this is what God is doing. There is 150 young people flocking to these places of refuge, these places of belonging, and they're baptizing people by the tens in their hot tubs because it's what they had. Coffee shops were opening up their, uh, their, 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 their whole coffee shop and, and, and inviting these 100 people, 150 people in there. And you know what? They're just worshiping and praying for each other with an occasional message to make sure that these young people are getting fed in other ways. 
day by day, continuing. Something there, isn't there? With one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. Authenticity. Come on. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. We're launching home groups because we said we're not going to do church if we can't do house stuff really, really well. So we're just, we're focused. It's taken us a while to get a bunch here only because we want to make sure what we build has a lot of value and quality and excellence on it. So we're building slowly. But I want you, it's not about home groups either, guys. It's about us figuring, us reshifting our thinking, right? Information, info, information, right? And when we give you information, we got to find what are we going to put it in? And so I want to, we need to shift the way we see church, shift the way we see community, because the way we've been doing it has been, we've missed an aspect of it. So I'm not going to keep belaboring this point. I think I've gone over it 30 times now, right? Repetition is the key, isn't it? So do you, are we, are, do you got it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You got to believe me. Like when I say this, I'm in the middle of you guys. Like I'm sitting right there listening to this message. Because I'm in the middle of this move of God with you. So I want to just, I want to cast vision for your hearts to start dreaming house to house. Start dreaming breaking bread. Start dreaming about who would I take out to lunch? Who would I pull into my healthy places? Or who would I grab a hold of? Don't wait for a church structure to happen. We're working on it. And I love it when you come forward and you're like, hey, have you thought of doing this? Kind of, but we're not sure we have the manpower yet. Do you think you could run with that? Oh, maybe. I love that too. But I want you to know you don't need a church structure. We're building that because it's valuable and it helps people. But I want you to know there's a few powerful people in here that you're called to fill your breakfast table. You're called to fill your dinner table. You're called to fill your dessert table. And so I just want to, I want to exhort you. I want to encourage you. As I said, the apostles were, 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 were encouraging everybody day by day. I want to encourage you to figure out with the Father what this means for you. Okay, I'm not putting a load on you. I'm not putting a should on you. I'm not putting a burden, a yoke, because he is easy. <laughs> if you're feeling weighed down by this word, it's because there's a, there's a, uh, your brain started spinning. How do we do that? How am I going to do that? Oh my gosh, I should totally do that. Oh my gosh, I've been thinking I should be doing that, but I'm not doing that. So I feel totally ashamed and condemned. <laughs> Shame off you. This isn't about what we're not doing right. This is about, God, what are you saying? And is it time? And I believe it's time. Why don't you stand with me? If you're part of the prayer team, come on up. Make your way up. Oh, wait, we forgot about that. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Okay, so... This wasn't actually planned, or maybe it was by God. We showed up this morning, and, my, and, and, and we thought, 
we're talking about eating house to house. We're talking about this fellowship thing. What if we ordered pizza? What if we had, what if we just ordered lunch for everybody here and invited you guys all to eat, eat lunch with us? So we did it. And because um, we can. And I, I want you to know, like, if you've got lunch plans, that's beautiful. You don't have to change them for us. Okay? No, no, we don't, we, don't, we don't work that way. We don't motivate by fear and condemnation and coercion and control. We love freedom. We feel like that brings a lot of healthy life. But we thought, wouldn't it be fun to order pizza for 200 people of our closest friends? So, um, and I'm just kind of curious. Can I, is that all right? Can I get a raise of hands of people that might show, might stick around if, if we ordered pizza? And we, we, we ordered some gluten-free pizza too. Because my wife and I really value healthy food. All right, listen. If you gotta go, really, like, uh, it isn't a veiled thing. Like, I, I love you, go. But if you wanna stick around, fellowship, eat pizza, get to know people that you've never met before, um, that's a beautiful thing. We love, we love it. People, pizza, not people, people already here, Pizza will get here around 12.15, okay? So yeah, you can still do the class, the, the, the meetings we have, hang out, 12.15, we've got a lot of it. We'll probably have too much. That's okay with me. We, we can give it away. All right, so hey, I want you to just put your hand on your heart right now. Father, I, I ask that you, that, Lord, we know that you are the one that puts great ideas in our heads and our hearts. You are the one that takes away condemnation and fear and stress, God. You are the one that gives dreams, visions, prophetic words. We are all here for a reason, God. You have brought us into this place for a reason. And you've called us for sustaining cultural revival, for a move of God that is big enough for our neighbors. We don't have to know how this is going to work. And I want you to say to yourself, I don't have to know. I don't have to figure this out. But Father, I ask that you would show us. I ask that when the timing is right, you would show us what to do. You would put a, a dream in our heart, a vision in our minds. That we would be your hands and feet, that we would be the house to house, that we would be the, the breaking of bread, no matter where we go. That you would equip us, that you would fill us, that we would live as free men and women, free to love, free to be all you've called us to be. That we would be gospel houses. And that you would confirm it with signs and wonders, with numbers added to us daily, with abundance, with no lack, that you would confirm it with your presence, with your miracles, that you would put your, uh, your affections on every, every place that we build this. Yeah. If that's your heart, just agree right now. Just say, Father, I agree with that. That's what I want. We're not about trying to make stuff happen. We're about partnering with what God is doing. 
So don't get worried. Get excited. Get, get, get hope. Father, I, I ask for hope to flood into this congregation. Hope for what they're seeing in the Bible. Hope for what they're feeling in their bones. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If it, if, <laughs> can we just give God a, can we just give God a shout? Just give God a shout. Say, thank you, Father. Yeah. Come on. Come on, I really believe we could do this. I really believe it. I really believe that we can do this. I, I don't even know what it looks like. But I have hope because I see the lives in front of me hungry and passionate and, and going after God. And I don't know anybody else he'd use. People that say yes. So hey, if you need any kind of prayer at all, turn to the person next to you, say, hey, would you pray for me? If you need more prayer or something different, come on up. We'd love to pray for you up front also. Um, beyond that, hang out. Um, the pizza's gonna be here. This, is, this should be a lot of fun. I'm excited to meet people. I'm excited to fellowship. We're not in a hurry. Amen. Bless you guys. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.